We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. If I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about twenty six hundred dollar defenders for eight straight minutes, <laughs> I don't think it was quite that long. It it was pretty close. I bet <laughs> I would probably turn it off. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath, as always, uh, to talk about some Major League Soccer. We're going to start off this uh, week's podcast with a question we got on Twitter from uh, our friend Alex Paolo. Uh, guys, he was asking uh, kind of what we thought affected ownership levels in uh, MLS DFS. Um, not to be confused with JD's Twitter handle of, is it MLS DFS? DFS MLS. DFS MLS. Right. Um, so what do you guys think it is other than, as Alex pointed out, us just talking on this podcast and you guys writing your articles? But what is it that makes certain guys higher uh, owned in MLS? I think the the number one thing has to be recency bias. Uh, people look at a big box score or someone did really well for them last week. They see that and uh, they're back in the lineup. 
people buy into form way too much, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a good point. I think value too is is another thing that definitely drives ownership percentage up, especially in MLS. I mean, there's smaller player pools than, than many of the other uh, big leagues, big contests. So I think if uh, if a value is uncovered kind of early on in the slate, then some of the guys that are, are real smart and kind of keep up with the league and play from week to week, then you know who uh, you know who the value is and you can spot them out pretty pretty easily. So I think you know, value probably is one of the bigger things for me. And then, yeah, definitely recency bias. I think guys are looking at box scores, uh, seeing some of the big outputs and uh, want to try to latch onto that and, and try to pick up on that for the next round. Yeah, I think crossing totals, too, is like a huge one for midfielders, like when we're talking about recency bias. If they see someone had double-digit crosses, I mean, that, I think, really inflates their ownership levels. Um, a defender that has had a goal or assist recently really inflates their ownership levels. The one thing that I haven't really get, um, gotten a grip on one way or another is does a home match in and of itself really affect ownership levels? It does for me, but I don't think it does across the board, so to speak. I mean, I've always been a, a big homer, I guess you could say, but I don't think everybody else has that same mentality. Yeah, I agree. I think it maybe just affects it a little bit. But uh, on that note, like the matchup, certain teams just become punching bags in Daily Fantasy MLS, like um, how people think of them. And I think that's another thing that kind of there's a little bit of bias towards is uh, if a team's playing Houston now or Chicago or somebody like that, uh, I think their ownership levels are going to go way above where they really ought to be. But the problem is, like, the teams playing the bad defensive teams, they become the best play, but only by a little bit. But because they're the best play, everybody wants to take them. So their ownership just is a lot higher than it needs to be. So it, it's kind of a give and take. I, I err on the side of kind of being a little different, going around the different path, so I can try and win, uh, like, first place in a tournament. But sometimes it definitely bites me. But I, it's not fun for me if I just take the consensus pick every single week. What do you, what do you guys consider, like, over ownership? Like, if you're going through, like, JD, uh, when you're sitting down thinking, like, here's the guy that everybody's going to take, so I'm going to try to find somebody else. Like, what is that level that you say that guy's going to be too, too highly owned for me? Well, I mean, first of all, Javinko, right off the bat, he's probably, when I think about ownership percentage, he's like 50% of my brain. Mm -hmm. Like, every week I'm thinking ownership percentage, and half of that time is Javinko. Right. Um, and it's whether to fade Javinko, whether or not to fade Javinko. And if he has a tough matchup, and I think he'll be 50% owned, I'll go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's a lot of people, and if he doesn't get a goal... He's probably still going to get 15 points, 20 points. But if you can spend your money wisely elsewhere, I think, I mean, I would expect myself to outperform a bad Javinko week. Right. Like, I'd rather not take the safe 15 to 20 points if I think I can invest it in some better forwards elsewhere. But, I mean, any forward, if I think he's going to be 40% owned or higher, and it's not Via, Kamara, Drogba, and Javinko then I'm probably not going to play them. 
as much as I would otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like if I find maybe Jao Plata, I think he'll be 25% owned, 30% owned, then I'm going to have a ton of him if it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. So it really all depends. But I mean, Javinko, when I think he's going to be over-owned, maybe I'll only be 50% exposed to him. But I think midfielder is the one where you really have to watch because there's so many close ones. Like this week, midfield is extremely tightly packed throughout like the top 10. Mm-hmm. So if I think one guy is even going to be 40%, then it's it's worth it in a tournament to really consider pivoting to, to somebody else. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Skylar? Do you, do you put a lot of thought into ownership levels when you're building lineups? I do for uh, my cash lineup for sure. Um, not quite as much for tournaments. I think tournaments, it's kind of anything goes. So, yeah, cash games, though, then I I almost think um, kind of opposite of JD. Like, I'm thinking, who should I include? Because if I don't have this guy, I'm going to lose if he goes off. Hmm. So, you know, if a guy's, if I'm thinking a guy's going to be 70 or 80% owned, then I feel like I've got to include him, too, just in case. And, you know, if he goes off, then it just kind of comes comes down to any of the differential plays. But if he doesn't, then you know, say a 10 or 10 or 20 man, 50, 50, then that 70, 80% and all of us have the same guy and all of us suffer. So, um, it's kind of my take on it in cash, um, in tournaments, just, I don't really put a whole lot of, of value into the ownership percentage. And honestly, I think Skylar has the right approach for both of those things. And I, for whatever reason, kind of do things just differently and it bites me sometimes because if you play it safe in a tournament you're probably going to cash no matter what Mm -hmm. and in a cash game yeah you take all the plays that everybody is going to make because you'll do exactly the same as your opponents and then Skyler's on top of things so he's probably going to pick out some of the best value plays or the best you know mid-level midfielder to squeeze in there and he's really good at roster construction so he doesn't need to be different with his expensive picks. He just needs to get all the little details right, and he's going to cash. Then again, cash games are just chock full of good competition in MLS because everything's so small, so you never really know. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. everyone could have pretty much the same lineup minus a player or two, and it, it gets tough in some of the cash games, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely been some good competition this this year. And it's I mean, been fun. It's just been. It seems like there's been a lot more. Uh, seems like everybody's kind of on the same page. Um, seems like some of the top guys you see in the fifty fifties are all. Uh, they know who to who to pick and kind of know where the the price and the values lie. So. Yeah. Anytime I look through like a a five dollar or higher fifty fifty. I can count like all the people that should cash and less people than that cash. Like based right. on how good I know everybody mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun though because you get to really it's a challenge for me to try and just to cash cuz I know I'm beating a lot of other good people. So, I mean, it's not like it's a huge huge sum of money, so I wouldn't steer away from the cash games by any means. Yeah, let's hope the prize pools continue <laughs> to grow now that uh Premier League's over. Uh, maybe MLS will start seeing some of those big, like, whatever, 100, 100 man, 50 50s. I don't mm-hmm. know we'll ever see that. But it's just crazy to think some of these NBA, MLB, NFL 50 50s where there's like 
whatever, 20,000 yeah. guys in them. It's just nuts. Well, England, just bring us your money now that uh, <laughs> EPL's over. That's right. Yeah, it's gotten to the point now where like the cashing line in 50-50s is basically the same as it is in GPPs, because at least for MLS, because like you said, there, there are enough people in them where you count who's going to cash, and that's more people than are going to cash in those games. So, um, yeah, the competition's fun, though. So, um, speaking of lineup construction, we're going to try to do this. Uh, we, we haven't done this before, but instead of um, specifically going through every game, we're going to basically try to build a lineup together, which I assume will be a humongous mess and we'll make it through about five players by the end of the podcast. But um, I think this would just be beneficial just to hear kind of how we each – um, build our lineups because it, it's obviously a very different, um, you know, a different process for everybody in terms of, you know, what you go after first. So um, we're going to focus on the Saturday slate, which is um, a nice eight game slate or seven, seven game slate, excuse me. Um, it starts at three o'clock Eastern uh, with the uh, New York City FC, New York Red Bulls game. Um, so uh, guys, when, We'll just, I mean, we've got a blank slate uh, in terms of our team here. Uh, obviously, the question is always when you start an MLS um, lineup is, do we Giovinco, do we Jovinko or not? Um, where do you guys, fe- how do you guys feel about him? He's at 10,400 home against Columbus this week. Go ahead, Skylar, because you guys know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've already put a lineup together with him in it, mm-hmm. and it's doable. Um, we saw last weekend um, just how explosive he can be and how much he can make or break a lineup. So for me, uh, game against home game against Columbus Crew, who we saw Drogba and Piotti uh, go off, I guess, for like 30-plus points each a couple weeks ago. I just think he's in another good spot. I know... Uh, you know, call it a letdown game last night or whatever, even though he still scored like 25 points. Um, he's just in too good of a spot to ignore. Yes, his price is getting up there, but um, there's still a way to, to work him into some of these lineups. And for me, he's still the first guy that I click on when I'm building a lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, GD, I assume your answer is no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's such a cop-out answer. Where, first of all, if we take Javinko for our lineup, the rest of the podcast isn't going to be any fun. We're going to be scrounging around for like $4,000 or less players. Uh, so just for that reason, forget it. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, Javinko's fine, but there's so many other good plays, so many good rivalry matchups uh, this weekend to think about. Javinko just played last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have torched NYCFC. He did not, which I'm. I really don't care about what he did last night. Um, in terms of the score, I don't think Javinko from one game to the next. You can really say, "Oh, he wasn't good last game, so this game he's going to be bad too." But Columbus is a good team. Um, they're fresher, so I I don't see this being a particularly awesome matchup for Javinko. It's not a bad one. But ten thousand four hundred is nuts. That's over one fifth of our salary. <laughs> um, I should have said this before we started. I, I feel like whenever, like if if you're going into a GPP, you have to have one Jovinko lineup and one without. 
Oh, it, definitely. It seems um, just too risky to not go to to basically go one way or the other. Um, you know, even if you're not somebody who multi enters, it almost seems like at least putting two entries in um, should pay off. Just because uh, that's kind. Of, I feel like he's the only one that you would regret not taking. Um, so maybe the solution for us is that we build two lineups here. Um, so I have I'd sign up for that. Right. So <laughs> what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't sign up for that. Yeah. Um, well, well, let me throw this out here first. So Javinko scored what? 56 points mm -hmm. two weeks ago, correct? Or one Last week weekend, ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. So his ownership was 58%. So what do you think his ownership is going to be this weekend? I think it'll be the same. You because... don't think it'll be higher because everyone just saw him get 56 points? Um, I don't only because the game log shows that he had 21 yesterday. Yeah, but right before that's the juicy <laughs> yeah. 56. Yeah, I'm not sure that's enough to... I mean, it'll definitely be over 50 and maybe... I don't think it hits 60, though. Oh, wow. We might really have to put a friendly this... wager on that. Okay, just I'm looking at the other <laughs> options on this slate. Yeah, that's that's the think... only thing is there's a lot of good options. Right. Otherwise, I think there are. I think people will think that they can build a lineup without him that that will pay off. Um, so, JD, if if you're not if your first intention was to avoid Javinko, who's your who's the guy that you then say I need to have? Who am I? Who are we building around? I'm really tempted to go with Kai Kamara. I, I was thinking the same thing. Because I, David V is fine, but I I mean, I just, I much prefer the Red Bulls in this matchup. They won all three last year. Yes, NYCFC are better, but the, this is like a point of pride for the Red Bulls. They were around much longer. They're the team that gets overlooked in the New York market. Um, you know, they... All these NYCFC fans never showed up to Red Bull Arena. That's generalizing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> NYCFC had a thing today, which I thought was great, where you could exchange your Red Bulls jersey for an NYCFC one for free. That's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. But the all these things are just pissing off Dax McCarty, pissing <laughs> off Sasha Kleshton. Um, you know, Luis Robles, probably going to have a huge game. So I don't know that BWP gets pissed off, but he's just too nice of a guy. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, this is a Red Bulls game. And David Villa, who knows? He'll probably have a really good game. He'll probably have eight shots. But Kai Kamara against Dallas at home, New England has a hop in their step. Dallas haven't been that good lately. So if I really want a big forward, it's probably Kai. I had I went through the exact same thought process. Uh, it, the way I looked at it is that Via could have a huge game in terms of attempts, but I'm not sure he's scoring two or three goals. He might take 11 shots, but I don't think he's scoring that much, whereas I could see Kamara scoring that much. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's basically Via, the only difference it made for me. I mean, Via can get two or three goals probably any game, but most of the time he doesn't. Right. So That's what I, I mean. I'm not sure it happens this weekend either. Probably not. I just, I don't know how New England and Dallas are a rivalry. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I really like Kai Kamara. I think he's very motivated. New England looked like they pretty much wanted to rely on him for the entirety of the last game. Right. Um, so I I think it's a great combination. Um, my hesitation is that Juan Agadello is also a good value, and I'm not going to take both of them. Mm-hmm. Skyler, how did you feel for a non Javinko lineup? Or are you having him 100% on this week? No, not 100%, but he's definitely, uh, if I'm building one lineup, then he's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love Kyle. I think the Rose want him to start scoring goals, and they're going to do everything they can to get him off the schneid, so to speak. So, yeah, I love Kai. He's about, uh, what, 2600 bucks less or something like that than Giovinco. Yeah. So I think Kai's probably, you know, he could hit, I think, 20 to possibly even like upwards of 30, low 30s. So I like that play a lot. Um, if I'm building... With Kai, I'd probably look at David Akam, who is still, I think, really cheap for uh, what he's capable of. Um, not 100% that he'll go. He might not even. I think he'll start, but I don't know if he'll go more than 70 or 80 minutes since he's mm-hmm. um, he just played. Yeah, he went 72 but, on Wednesday. Right, and if you watched that game, you saw just how dangerous he's he is. He hit the crossbar. I think he rattled the... Post, I was gonna so, say I think it's still shaking. Yeah, so he's he's just about there. Um, and for sixty three hundred, I think that we can um, meet value there. I think that we can see fifteen to twenty points out of a com uh, home game against the Dynamo. So I really like that play, even with Giovinco. Yeah, I was gonna say anybody interested in Giovinco and Kamara and trying to squeeze out from a thirty four hundred dollar <laughs> average after that? No. Uh, <laughs> That's tough. I think uh, we're not much better than that right now. True. We yeah, without to... it's thirty nine sixty, is what yeah. you're left with average with when you have Javinko. So we'll we'll lock these two in, but we might have to reassess as we move mm-hmm. on. Let so, me let me give you some salary relief. Yeah, I was just about to say, is that is that usually your next step? Do you plug in one and then look for the cheaper guys? Kind of, because I like to kind of see my average go up after I plug in a, a top player mm-hmm. just because then I have a better idea of when I'm building how many cheap guys do I need before I can afford these expensive guys mm. I kinda, and then I go from there yeah I kind of go the opposite I get as I almost build an entire lineup of cheap guys and then I try to pick out the ones that I know actually suck and try to replace <laughs> them with guys that work and then I just like That's you said I get to see my average go up because um but it, and then by the end, I look at it, and I if I see that I essentially don't have enough high upside guys, I then have to go back to the Mark Blooms and figure out if I can get them in, if I have to f- fix it. <laughs> but anyway, who are your who are these values that you like this week? All right, so for me, we have to look at keeper because with these two guys, we can't possibly afford an expensive keeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could, but that would be terrible for our defenders. So there's one goalie I like a lot this week. He's on the road, so I know Skyler's not going to be a huge fan, but he's playing a team that can't score to save their lives, and that is Nick Romando wow. at Sporting Kansas City. He was the, He's exactly who I was thinking you were going to say. Last time, I mean, Kansas City is going to be mad because RSL went in there and whooped him like 4-1 to one or 4 nothing before. 
mm-hmm. when they came with their B team. However, uh, Sporting Kansas City just doesn't generate good chances. All they're doing is throwing it into the box. They have Brad Davis and Graham Zusi, neither of who are really that dangerous cutting inside, even though they kind of try to be. And then they have small Dom Dwyer in the middle, who's pretty good, but he doesn't have much help around him. So I see pretty much no reason not to strongly consider Nick Ramondo for a keeper spot. He's only 2,900. I was going to say 2,900 is really Probably the best goalie in MLS history. Skyler, did you have a goalie opinion? Yeah, I do. I I don't mind Ramondo at all. I actually like Kansas City, though, at home against Salt Lake. I watched their game against Orlando. I think it was Sunday. And you're right. They don't have, like, a potent, super potent goal-scoring threat. But they actually looked – their attack looked like it was clicking. Well, they, and I, they had, like, 30-some shots. Right. Like yeah. How many of them were memorable? Maybe four? Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, Ramondo could definitely have a good game, um, but I actually like uh, Sean Johnson a little bit more. He is a, a goalkeeper playing at home. No guarantee to start, but he's only 200 bucks more than Ramondo. Uh, 3100 just came back from injury, potentially just took over the starting role in Chicago, and Houston's attack is one that um, hasn't necessarily impressed me uh, a whole lot lately, so... Uh, I might roll Sean John out over Ramondo if I've got the the funds, but I don't mind Ramondo. Is there any thought on Tyler Derrick? No. Oh Did yeah, you, he's coming back from he's uh, back from his red card from his second red card. Yeah, he's played yeah. two games and had two red cards. Yeah, <laughs> which is almost more of an indictment on Houston's defense than it is on Derrick that he has to be coming out to make these challenges. It's just funny because uh, early in the podcast you said, uh, in terms of the ownership, you want to focus on the guys who are playing Chicago and Houston, and I chuckled because they're playing each other this weekend. But, yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. But is it going to be? Do you think it's high scoring? No, it's just going to be a pathetic game. Right. So if that's also, the case, why not just save the money on Derek at twenty nine hundred? Because I don't think that Houston's defense could stop uh, one of these teams that played last night in U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> Like that team, what's the team that got disqualified? The Villages, which yeah. is like an old folks community in Florida. Oh, they got disqualified? They, oh, what happened? They played a player that was not rostered or registered oh for the tournament. I was After actually the... getting getting into that last night, reading the whole, reading through the whole Twitter. Uh, Didn't they go to penalties? Rundown. Yeah, they went to PKs. Yeah. and They beat the Charleston the... Battery, who were a solid team. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I was looking forward to their run. <laughs> I mean, they're no Carolina Railhawks if we're talking Carolina teams. Right, right. Um, I mean, I'm more sold on Ramondo, but I'm I'm curious as, or I was curious about the Derek possibility. I'm just not playing him. Okay. Yeah, just a couple hundred it. bucks more. I'll I'll upgrade what I think what I consider an upgrade to uh, the home goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And that's if Sean Johnson starts. I don't think he loses his starting role. I mean, they, he gave up a goal. He didn't make any saves. He didn't really have to do much last night. But well, you I don't think, think he it's starts a, again. You don't think it's a competition because Lampson wasn't bad. I think they'll rotate. I mean, it's a double game week, so it was a perfect time to get Sean Johnson a game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think he'll. Uh, I think Sean Johnson will stick in, in goal. I think it's kind of uh, his opportunity right now. So we'll see. The good news is we'll know early. It's only the second game. So. Right. I'll say this, though. Tyler Derrick's one good game was against Sporting Kansas City. Hmm. There we go. Who plays Sporting Kansas City? Ramondo. <laughs> go yeah. ahead and lock uh, Ramondo into the lineup. Catch the extra $200 savings. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's now we're up to four thousand. There you go. Um, all right. So you have your first cheap guy. Are there? Do you guys ever really think of combining goalies and defenders, or do the crosses just make it a moot point? Uh, it it enters my mind. Okay. Like if I'm going for a cheap defender, then if there's like a tie or even it's kind of close, I I will go for the shutout. Mm-hmm. But it really isn't a huge factor. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you're only getting, was it three points for a clean sheet? And those things are so random that. Right. Um, we got a nice cheap defender yesterday with Josh Williams, who finished with six points, which included an assist, which I thought was pretty impressive that his only other actions was a foul committed and interception, which canceled each other out. So he <laughs> finished with even six. But. Diego um, Martinez wasn't bad either. No, no. I but mean, only, his score wasn't good, but... Yeah, he only played... Didn't he come off pretty early? I think... Uh, he yeah, only played 66. Six, yeah, and Ethan... Or no. Yeah, Ethan White played, and he came off in like the 58th. It was such a crapshoot with those New York City defenders. But um, speaking of which, anyone buying RJ Allen at uh, an increased 2,900? Let's talk about recency bias for a second again. <laughs> I'm going to pass. Okay. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I might consider him, but I actually do have Josh Williams in my Giovinco lineup. Um, I don't know if he starts again, mm-hmm. but if he does, 2,100, I mean, that's Mark Bloom status right yeah. there, but you actually might pick Whoa. up a few points. <laughs> it's 100 bucks more than Bloom, mm-hmm. and you might actually get a point or two, so <laughs> why not? Um, that's the thing with Williams, though. If he doesn't, like, he had that assist last night, that was the only points he scored yeah. So you're basically just saying, hey, you know, give me like I'm I'm hoping if I play a guy like Williams, I'm hoping for like four or five points. But if he gives me anything else and that's just extra. It's pretty impressive uh, how few points he scores for the minutes that he plays when <laughs> like when he does play like he played. I'm looking back. He played 68 minutes against D.C. and he had six points, but three of them came from a clean sheet. And he had, uh, I guess he had took a shot that game, which is pretty impressive. And then the game before that, he played 86 minutes and finished with one point thanks to two interceptions. And that's it. Like, that's that's pretty impressive, I'd say, yeah, for that many pretty... zeros to play that many minutes. Yeah. I'd say you're easily impressed. I guess you could call it impressive. He actually used to be fantasy relevant. Um, anybody that played MLS Fantasy maybe like five years ago, when he was on the crew, I guess this is technically a rivalry game, um, he played as an outside back, and he was pretty active in getting forward. And he would he would uh, throw in an assist here and there. So, do you mean um, a revenge game? Yeah, what did I, I mean, say? It is a rivalry game. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's a revenge game for him. The Trillium Cup, correct? Yeah. So he might get the start based on it being his old team. Who knows? Yeah. I guess what I'm worried about is that we're paying 2100 and may actually get Mark Bloom production. <laughs> Despite the what's wrong minutes. with Mark Bloom production? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine if it's two thousand, but I'm not going to spend the extra. But anyway, um, okay. So Skylar, help me out. 
Yo. I need a cheap defender for this Roto-Wire lineup I'm putting together on a podcast. Okay. And I don't really see one that I like. So what do you consider cheap? Like, what's cheap? What's like, the price range? Like, how about 2900 or less? Ah, man. I mean, R.J. Allen is up there. If you would, if you would have given me 3500 I'd That's say Connor Wade if, if he plays. Um, let's see, 2900 I pretty much almost there. never consider guys between 3000 and 3800 Like, I feel <laughs> like I either play the elite or the, the junk. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times I do play like three players in that range that you just said you avoid because I think uh, if you find the right matchup, they have upside. I guess. And, I feel like not, I... You're not punting a... I mean, honestly, I think most people that take defenders under like 2,900, 2,800, I feel like they're just fooling themselves into thinking there's potential and they occasionally get lucky. Because hmm. most of these defenders are not good for scoring fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Like if Dylan Remick played, he's twenty four hundred. I think he's a he's always a guy that if he plays, I start him. Mm-hmm. He gets up yeah. the field, he throws in a lot of crosses, but that's not really helping anybody this week because he's probably not going to play, and it's the last game of the slate. Yeah, if Corey Ash plays, um, he's twenty eight hundred. He'd be one that I would. And Breck Shea's out, so. Mm-hmm. Or am I thinking wrong team? Corey Ash is now Corey on Ash is Columbus. Columbus now. But he started last weekend. Yeah. Ahead of uh Francis, I think. Yeah, it wasn't a great outing for him, yeah. but again, he's so cheap that you can you can uh deal with it. And I mean it, it, as uh crazy as it sounds, Aurelian Collin is a guy that I look to even though he doesn't put up the fantasy points. He's a big body in the box if teams are behind or need goals and he's one of those guys that could uh easily pay off $2,600 real fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're losing listeners. We're talking about defenders that aren't going to play. <laughs> How about we throw in some Walker Zimmerman for 2800 Aerial threat, probably good for a couple more goals this season. New England, not a team that dominates in the air outside of Kai Kamara. Maybe he grabs a goal. You don't think Colin's going to play? Uh, Walker Zimmerman? Oh, wait, you want to put in Aurelian Colin? Yeah, I just I said think... if, if I'm going down that far, oh. then he's a guy that I'd throw in. <laughs> well, Andrew, who do you have in the projected lineups? Because I'm expecting Gideon Ba to be back, right? Um, would they not play them together? Perhaps. That's what I was thinking, actually. Okay, let's throw in Aurelian Collin. I think Hedges is also supposed to be back, speaking of Dallas. Yeah, and I think Zach Lloyd sits. Zimmerman's been really yeah. good. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but I mean, Zach Lloyd's good too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most legendary players at the club, just in terms of being an Iron Man, being there for a while. So you're not of the opinion of playing of going cheap and playing both Zimmerman and Colin. It might come to that because our average is only up to forty two hundred. <laughs> right. Um. I'd rather uh, when I build a lineup, I'd rather have attackers than defenders. So defenders, a lot of times, it's just whatever they get me is gravy, mm-hmm. because I'm confident that I can put together a good front seven. Yeah, that's sort of how I feel. It's we're, it's a little bummer because I assume Luke uh, Bodden would get the start in place of Shea, but he's a midfielder. Right, um, that's disappointing, and he's not even a super cheap midfielder. Right. 
also he's not on this oh yeah he yeah. is on this slate sorry so i don't know so we still have an empty if we do play colin and zimmerman we still have another um defender, defender. Spot to fill. let's let's come back to that later okay we don't need to fit we want to see how much we're gonna have yep i get it all right next next guy i want to talk about how about gonzalo verone he didn't mm. start on the weekend but i think he might start you mean wednesday well both yeah really. yeah, yeah he hasn't started yet. yeah yeah he's in all of my lineups if he starts mm -hmm. right he's and gotta I be I think we can adjust because this is they're the first game on yeah. Saturday. So we really could find a different play if we had to. Who sits though? Sam? I think uh Grella Sam's might. getting old. Grella. Yeah, Grella came off he looked like he picked up I don't know if it looked like a hamstring or if he just took a knock or what, but he came off late in the game. I actually brought him in for my fantasy MLS team, so I was pretty bummed about that, of course. Still scored uh, though. Yeah, thanks for the goal, but I'm kind of nervous <laughs> that that he's not going to get any minutes, and that was that's all it was. That was but the point. Yeah, I think he might be. I don't know. Something might be up with him. Okay. the The thing with Grella is that uh, if he's anywhere close to healthy, he probably plays because he's a Long Island native. Mm. So he feels the uh, New York City rivalry. Yeah, rivalry. that's I mean, right in his wheelhouse. Okay. How? So I I think Gonzalo Verón probably starts. Yeah, and I think I hope he does so, too. Because he's really going to help our lineup. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a good call. He was in my Wednesday lineup until he wasn't in Jesse Marsh's. So. <laughs> yeah, and there's a couple of pivots that uh, I've got in mind if he doesn't start. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sean Davis could start too. He probably won't, but when there's a double game week, I feel like this season the Red Bulls are going to be starting Sean Davis one of those games more often than not. Mm hmm. A lot of people think he could start over Felipe anyway. He's still pretty young, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Like he's really young, right? He's going to be a really good player in at least MLS, if not another league. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about Frank Lampard? You guys want to talk about him? No. Who? Frick Crickets. Who's that? <laughs> I saw someone call him the most expensive mannequin today. <laughs> because <laughs> The world's most expensive mannequin just because he sells jerseys, wears them, whatever, <laughs> which I found hilarious. Six million dollars he's making in yeah. the report that came out today. Yep. Unreal. Yeah, he's like the third or fourth highest paid player in the league, if it's even that low. I think Kaká was at six and a half, and he was the most. Yeah, Kaká and then Javinko, I think. Right. Probably. I think that was it. Yeah, I don't want to speculate. I was going to say maybe Drogba. Could be. It could be those four, basically. And then uh, I noticed... Probably this... LA, LA has their trio. Yeah, I don't think any of them are that expensive, though. I thought uh -huh. Keen was like two and a half, which was much lower than I thought, but I guess he's a little longer in the tooth than the other guys. Yeah, definitely. The Spindola was making 200000 <laughs> Well, like Diego pretty... Valeri makes, what, 600000 Yeah, that's pretty good to me. Um, anyway... Um, Moving on. Yeah, we're so up we, to forty six hundred approximately for our average. Let's still try and bump it up a little bit here with this next pick. I'm showing forty nine on the non Javinko lineup. Do you have Zimmerman? Yeah, I do. Or do yeah, I have him for now at least. See, that's what I do. I just fill in this junk and then I go back. But anyway, um, how do you feel about angry Sasha Kledgen? As you said, they was he was going to be pissed about all the New York City stuff. 
he's my number one midfielder on my rankings this week, which mm -hmm. I kind of surprised myself with. However, 7300 is a lot more than I want to pay yeah, when a there's lot. a lot of people that I think are pretty good below him. Mm -hmm. Even if we're only saving seven or $800, that's fine. Skyler, what about a guy you... like uh, Gashi, 6000 At like Seattle? Yeah, I feel like he's a pretty good value, even on the road at Seattle. Um, his point production's been really good. Yeah. So, how about uh, even I, shits right below? I was him? just about to say that. That's who I was. Yeah, if, at. if even shit starts, then I'd go even shits over Gashi. So mm -hmm. I guess we could, uh, if we have a hundred bucks left in the bank, we could pivot if he doesn't. Was I there... think he's probably going to start. If not, then we can use Hercules Gomez, which For is sure. better. Yeah. I think Gomez starts regardless, though. But you, really? Out. Well, yeah, because I think Valdez is still out. Yeah. I mean, it's, was it Kovar who was starting for even shits? Sort of, sometimes. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a Kamara lineup, does it seem silly to not also have Lee Wynn? can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Why? You don't like Lee Wynn? <laughs> Mr. 30 points last week? Who listened to me? Uh, I might have had him, actually. That's what I'm talking about. That was a good shout. Yeah. If if uh, Tyranny's back, then I might yeah. not be as high on win. Yeah. But that's a big if. This is kind of a last weekend. Right. Th this isn't going to work for our lineup, but kind of something I want to talk about. If Tyranny's back, Michael Barrios could easily have a great game going up against Chris Tierney. A just coming back from injury, Chris Tierney, who likes to get caught up field. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael Barrios is fast. So he's kind of a, a, a sleeper guy I like this week, just in general. Probably not for this lineup because he's 5,200. Hmm. Speaking of them, sounds like Rudy's not going to play either. Right. Which Tesho, I assume, would fill that spot? Yeah, maybe. They've been playing sometimes Barrios up top, mm -hmm. or um, I think Castillo played like kind of a up top recently when a Rudy came off. Gross. So, right now, has anyone come up with less fantasy production for more real life talent than Fabian Castillo this it's year? Pretty amazing how how bad he's been fantasy wise. I mean, yeah, the last I'm ranking him anymore. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I have been. The last four times he's played seventy minutes or better, he has got a total of twelve fantasy points. Gosh, so three per game in the last four matches he's played with 70 or more actually his best game was his 45 minute match in between those he got seven points gross yeah no thanks um i'm gonna fill um gashi in with the hope that just so that we have the extra hundred bucks unless you guys feel the other way and we should build around with even shits in no i kind of like your your thinking then as long as we budget for Gashi, we can always move to even shits if right. he plays. Right. Um, I'm excited to see where this lineup ends up, where we have one spot to fill and 1600 bucks more in one spot than in one lineup yeah. than the other. Um, <laughs> we still only have one forward. Are you interested in filling that yet or still? Oh, that's fielding? why you have more money because I thought we put a com in. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe why? Then never mind. I'll throw a com in. And we'll uh, we'll move on. 
I kind of really like Piotti this week on the road, but I don't know if we're going to be able to squeeze him in. Because Drogba's out, that's when Piotti dominates. Hmm. Hmm. But also, Marco Donadell is probably going to be taking a lot of penalties, right? Well, I guess Kyle Becker takes penalties, or corners, sorry. I was like, wow, how many do you think they're going to get? <laughs> PK first. Yeah, right? <laughs> I actually, I mean, who knows who's going to take corners for Montreal. They, like, just switch around whenever they please. I think Donadell is the more realistic option. Probably. It looks like Becker took them two games ago, yeah. or at least two of his games ago. I don't think Donadell played, or he didn't start. Like, I think yeah, if Donadell was... starts, he's taking them. I think I agree with you. But he doesn't really save us money from where we are now. He's 4,100. Right. Right. Um, Luke Bowden? Is it Bowden or Bowden? Have we decided that yet? I don't know, actually. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I always thought it was Bowden. Hmm. I've, I've, go. I've, I've got another value that I don't know if it's it will be a popular one, but it's a guy that I've – been latching on to whenever he starts. He's 3,500. He started as a left back last game, even though he's a midfielder on DraftKings. Jimmy Madronda. Madronda, yeah. He so had a great he game. Actually was, yeah, he's really productive. I think he hit 14 points or 13, looking at it now. Seven crosses, a couple of shots. I mean, he just he's so active when he's in the right spot. And if he starts again, then I'll probably consider him at 3,500. Yes, Saad Abdul Salam is another uh, mm-hmm. fullback. I mean, Madronda is a midfielder in this game, but I was considering Saad Abdul Salam in my lineup earlier for defender spot because RSL does allow a lot of crosses. So, what I think one of the problems that um, Sporting Casey have had this season is I, it, I think they've had they had two double game weeks already. Uh, it might be three. I feel like it might be three. And since they they definitely rotate more than any other club, I feel like that has that has had double game weeks. I feel like that's starting to contribute to their lack of scoring. That and they had injuries. Yep. Yeah, like they've definitely had some injuries. Yeah, Fail Zuzi Haber. was banged up. Was or what do you have? Strep throat or something like that. Yeah, yeah Fail Haber Mustavar has yeah. been out because they had to play Lawrence Olam. Yeah, uh, Seth Sinovich and Chance Myers. Right. I go Justin Mapp still coming back. coming back from injury. Right. If right. Justin Mapp starts, which is kind of possible, uh, that <laughs> would be a great value <laughs> So why do you like uh, Midranda at 35, but not um, Baden at 30? Where was he? One? 3,200? I thought Baden was 30. more exp- Oh, yeah, yeah. Baden's at 32, Midranda. I would much prefer Baden. Oh. Huh, okay. Um, I don't know. For me, I, I like uh, what Madronda's shown me lately. Uh, Biden's, Biden has uh, multiple I mean, career a... games with double-digit crosses since he's been on Orlando. For some reason, yeah, I feel like those situational. come... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like those have come without Kaká, so he's taking corners. And I don't think... Was Madronda taking corners? I thought those no, were all he, open no, play. He was just, I mean, he was getting down the wing, and they yeah. were just looking for him like all game it seemed like yeah and it wasn't bad i mean it wasn't bad stuff that he was throwing in into the box but it's just like uh jd said earlier you've got dom dwyer in there like what do you expect's gonna happen (laughs) 
Right, but I mean, like, look down the game log here. It's not like he's ever come close to seven crosses before. Yeah, well, I don't think he was playing at left back. Is that what it was, left back? Yeah, that yeah. was the first time I've seen him at left back. I saw him at, I think, center mid at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, he he's played on the front line in their 4-3-3 before, and he, I don't think, has had seven cross games. Yeah. Yeah, he just whenever he... expect more. Whenever he's played a full game, though, then it seems like he's at, been really active and, and at least putting in points. There's been a few games, or there's, I guess, the game before this last one, he had three. But any other game that he started, he's actually done okay. I mean, I'd rather go with, like, Raz Van Kochis for 3,300, who is playing a kind of attacking midfield role for Chicago. Maybe rather I'd rather go over, with... Bo- over Baden also? I'm not trying to like sell Baden here, but he's like the cheaper of the. I mean, I like Baden better than Madronda, but if we're stuck on Madronda, I'm offering alternatives. Okay. I mean, I'd even consider Christian Aguita over uh, Madronda because we've talked about Aguita before, how he just racks up yeah. uh, peripheral he, points. Yeah, his tackles and way. fouls drawn almost equal the crosses you'll get from other people. How about Eric Freiberg? Is he going to play? Because if he plays, which it seems like he has been, yeah, then he's a great pick. 3,200 at home. Uh, even shits his back. Dempsey's up top. Jordan Morris. Eric Freiberg, I think, had a pretty good game last week. Not DraftKings score-wise, but just in general. Yeah, I feel yeah like if Ivan his... shits his back, then I'm probably not looking his way. That's what if I was he's, thinking. Yeah, if he's out, then I would definitely... Look at Freiburg at 3,200. So you wouldn't take him if even shits his back because corners? Yeah, probably. I don't think he's taking corners anyway. I'm not sure he's touching the ball enough. That's kind of how I looked at it. Somebody in their midfield has to be moving this ball along, and it's Freiburg. Yeah. I mean, Roldan and Ozzy Alonso really aren't. Mm -hmm. I guess the thing with him, too, is that we've got the the late game factor with uh, Freiburg. Mm Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. I think Gomez was, would take the corners if Ivan Schitz is out. But I do like Freiburg when he's in. I, I look, I've rostered him a couple of times this season. So, if you're talking about in that range, I could. I actually like Kosich last night too. He's 3,300. Uh, I think he's been splitting some time with uh, who was it, Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mikey Stevens, who's cheaper. So why don't we just say we're, we'll budget for coaches and then uh, we'll bump down to Mikey Stevens if he starts instead. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you went Baden? Oh, I, no, I mean, I just, uh, I just feel like the upside's a little higher than those other guys. Yeah, Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just... still on the Madronda, Madronda train, but all right, I'll, I'm gonna I'll back off of this point. I was gonna say I was gonna put the Madronda, I was gonna put Madronda into the Javinko lineup and go Koshis in the other one, That's which fair. separates the available money even further. Right. I mean, our other option is to back off Akam or Kamara up top, but let's plug in Koshis and see what we okay. can do. Yeah, let's do that. All right, we have a defender and two utility spots left. 13-8 on the Kamara lineup and 12 grand on the Javinko lineup. I've got two defenders in mind that I think if they're playing, then they're probably going to be in some lineups. And that's, okay. I already mentioned late earlier, 
not really sure what the deal is with his head injury that he picked up, but mm-hmm. when he's been starting, man, his his point totals have been really stellar. And then uh, Rodrigo Ramos of the Fire, I like feels Ramos like, a lot. Yeah, it feels like we keep uh, throwing Fire players out there, but they've been really fantasy relevant. And they're and, playing uh, Houston, so yeah, and they're playing Houston at home. It feels like a game the Fire are really gonna be hungry to win. So yeah, I like I... Ramos. I like Rafael Ramos more, but he's more expensive. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to go with Rodrigo Ramos. That's kind of right in the range. We're getting one good defender for our lineup, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not breaking the bank. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. And we're confident that Harrington gets back in over Brandon Vincent, who started last night. Yeah, I think so. He started and took corner. Yeah, kicks. he took. A, I think he was splitting them. Yeah, I think he was taking the ones on the left and a com on the yeah. right. I had um, Vincent. Yeah, if Arturo Alvarez is back, I don't know if that stays. Yeah. I had Vincent on my FMLS team until this or last week, maybe. I think I dropped him for Campbell. And, uh, yeah, and then, of course, he starts last night. I was sure he was going to pick up an assist, too. But, anyway. Um, all right. We have two utility spots left. 9,900 on the Kamara lineup. 8,100 on the Javinko one. Um Let's, speaking of Javinko, maybe for the non-Javinko lineup, we should take a look at some of these value plays Endo. for TFC. I like, Endo. I like Endo a lot, but I wish we could pick out who's going to start this cheaper. Is anything going on with Jonathan Osorio that he did not play this past week? Uh, or on yes. last Wednesday? He, he had an ankle injury, but he's played since then, so maybe it flared up a little bit against maybe uh, since they are they had a double game week they were just gonna let him rest yeah maybe he wasn't even in the 18 that was the only thing that worried me about it right okay so i mean i wish we could say that like osorio or daniel lovitz were mm-hmm. gonna play in the midfield both i think are, are okay osorio i think is a little underrated he he's spoken about how much he likes playing right behind the the two forwards so I think that's somewhere he could definitely step in with out to door out, maybe Endo up top sort of as well, or Babuli, who was fine last night. Jay Chapman played pretty well last yeah, night. Yeah, I don't know. Do you? I mean, Chapman just feels like a guy they're not going to start twice in a row. I agree. Because they have a lot of Chapman-like players <laughs> that they can, can put in. Yeah. That's the problem. They have a lot of guys that are about the same. Yep. I'd love to see Jordan Hamilton get some time. I don't think he will. So, do we want to do we want to try and get a Toronto guy, and then we'll have almost enough to to get another top or higher level midfielder, or do we want to just get away from this Toronto guessing game? <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like that's where it is. You're outside of Javinko, it's a total guessing game. Yeah, that's right. why I've got my Josh Williams plugged in there right, for a uh, right. nice hefty twenty one hundred bucks. Yeah, I'd rather it is spend... a early ish game though, so I mean we would probably be able to pivot. Um, yeah, I would almost just rather pivot right away. <laughs> <laughs> then it's not a pivot; it's just yeah, ignoring right. Toronto. Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah, just I've use a... them in my real lineup. There you I've go. got a guy in mind. It's another late game and we've already talked about him but hercules gomez at four thousand. are we going to put his last game behind us I mean, we were talking about recency bias a lot of people might look at his five point total and shy away from him but i think he's uh 
decent play for 4,000. He was taking a, a good number of shots early on, which have kind of gone away, but I, d- I definitely like him at 4,000. I mean, home against Colorado. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, revenge game, too. Mm. <laughs> Wait, Hercules Gomez against Colorado is a revenge game? Yeah, he used to be on the Rapids uh, several years ago, and I think he actually had a falling out with them too. So that might oh be, yeah uh... yeah yeah, I was just yeah. thinking he's been on like a hundred teams. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, he's been on like he's actually a revenge against everybody. That's right. <laughs> Every it... game is a revenge game for Herc. Right, either he played okay. for them or some other team passed him over when he was looking for his seventeenth <laughs> club. Right, I'm in. I'm in on Hercules Gomez. Awesome. All right, so the moment. We've gotten to uh, JD. Uh, JD's Javinko less lineup has fifty nine hundred left for a utility spot, and Skyler, you have forty one hundred for yours, which seems like a sizable difference. But I feel like there's there are players that are playable on both sides. Okay, let's see here. I did have uh, in that position. I guess. This is with the Josh Williams included. I had Kevin Molino. He's forty eight hundred, so I guess I made up about seven hundred bucks somewhere along the way when I was making my it was probably lineup the, earlier. Yeah, it was Walker Zimmerman to Josh Williams. Yeah. Gives so, you Molino. Yeah, and and Molino too isn't like he's not a super safe cash play by any means, but I feel like this Orlando Montreal game might have some fireworks in it and I think Molino could be involved. Hmm. You like but, him over, like, Agadello, or one guy we haven't talked about is Jermaine Jones, who I think has shown us all he's going to show us this season. Yeah, that was who it was between was him and Jones for me in that uh, price range. Mm-hmm. I do like him more than Agudelo. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wenger like on the road? I kind of like Andrew Wenger this week. Especially if Brandon Vincent starts, because I I don't think he's that good defensively yet. Mm-hmm. So here's a group of guys that are kind of intriguing me: uh, Diego Fagundes, Justin Miram, and Thomas McNamara mm-hmm. are all. Well, Fagundes is fifty three hundred. I probably like him less than the other two. You can fit uh, even shits in. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about downgrading Gashi to Miram or McNamara so that I can then get a, a top midfielder. Um, because we're either going to go with Gashi and who? Who did we just say? Molino? Um, Molino fits. Well, yeah, it's in my, that was going to be in my Giovinco lineup, but... Gotcha. That's okay, if we... What? If I'm controlling my Javinko list lineup, yeah. then I'm <laughs> I'm axing Gashi. Okay. And I'm putting in uh I mean it's clearly Tommy Mac. Gosh. Yeah, I I'm gonna put in Tommy Mac. He's got an assist or a goal in four straight. Yeah, I mean I like Miram a lot too, so it that's tough, but and then midfield wise, I can spend up to sixty seven hundred now, which is Fail Haber, Giles Barnes, Lee Wynn, yeah. Piotti. Yep. No Dempsey, home against Colorado. No, I'd rather just go even shits. Oh okay. 
I think I've ranked even shits ahead of Dempsey the last couple times they both played. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Giles Barnes. I have a really good feeling about him this week. You said Piotti earlier, though, right? I have a really good feeling about both. Okay. Uh, Piotti's actually – he is higher in my weekly rankings and cheaper, so <laughs> let's see. It's. I think that's a, that's a floor versus ceiling – I mean, uh, yeah, floor versus ceiling conversation. I think Piotti's ceiling is higher than Barnes, but Barnes's floor is safer. Well, maybe they're kind of both. Not they're kind of yeah. both a low floor, high ceiling play. Yeah, I feel like Barnes's ceiling or floor is like six, and Piotti's <laughs> is two. <laughs> oh, okay. Although I'm looking the... two games ago, Barnes had two, so I guess that's truly his <laughs> floor. The hell do I know? All right. Well, if you go, Bar- if you go McNamara and Barnes, that's I got a hundred left. You're right. And for Javinko, if we downgrade Walker, would you prefer Zimmerman downgraded or Colin to get in uh, Josh Williams? Josh Williams isn't going to play, guys. <laughs> Even after the assist, the big assist. I, I hate to burst the your bubble, assist. but <laughs> he played because it's a double game week. It was also a revenge game. No, this is a revenge game, right? No, he played. Didn't he play for New York last year? Oh yeah. Did, yeah. Wait, he has two revenge games in the same week. Right, in rivalry. Double revenge week. game. I mean, my guy, <laughs> he should be on the cover of MLSsoccer.com right now. <laughs> DRGW. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's gonna play for. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna play for sure. Um, I just that was I was just throwing him in there. Who knows if we'll find somebody in that price range? I mean, it seems like there's usually somebody that's uncovered around that like. 2000 to 2100 so i guess we should just leave colin in yeah instead and how much does that leave me with um you've got 4100 so i mean i'd probably go with a guy like mikhail williams if it's really gonna if it really comes down to somebody in that price range over donadell yeah yeah donadell's not uh consistent enough for me He, he might have a little bit higher upside but williams is more consistently hitting around like seven eight nine ten right even higher than that even without goals or assists or corners or anything so even on the road i'd probably that's one of the spots where i might if i'm like down to that last 4100 last game of the night then yeah i'd probably consider him uh i gave jd the option of kicking out somebody he kicked out gashi would you keep him as well uh tournament lineup then yeah cash i might try to go somewhere else but i don't know he's been it seems like he's really come around lately like he's been really impressive he's taken set pieces for him now mm-hmm. with Papagon. I like, I like gashi a lot but i think colorado is overrated significantly mm. they're on the road in call in seattle i don't think seattle's that good but I mean, people just banking on Colorado for fantasy points every week are going to end up disappointed sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes can sense. I tinker? Can I pull a Ranieri and tinker with my lineup some more? <laughs> sure. All right. I'm downgrading Kai Kamara to Jao Plot. Whoa. <laughs> I am Whoa. then upgrading Razvan Kochis to Ignacio Piotti. That seems like... Um the right move to me oh wait yes i also need to hold save on you're not dollars you're still short 
Yeah, and I need to save 100. I'm looking at defenders right now. <laughs> the scramble, the hot scramble to find a $2,700. Well, this is exactly what happens on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Chris Wingert. When's the last time? Oh, yeah, he starts. Yeah. I'll probably just take a center back that can score a header. Kind of like Walker Zimmerman, but cheaper. Uh, I think you're going to find that going pretty tough. You're looking at Frederick Briant, <laughs> Tommy Redding. Uh, I'm not sure you're going to get anybody right. else, to be honest. Joshua. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, then we have to we can't downgrade Rodrigo Ramos, right? We can't possibly have Mark Bloom in this lineup. <laughs> Don't uh, tempt me. Yeah, I think yeah Ramos is going to have to get the kick. Hollingshead um, on the road. I'm kind of thinking Jaleel Anibaba, but I'm not thrilled with that. Um... Con- it would be nice if Connor Lade started, which he very well may. Mm-hmm. Well, we can go with Lade, and then like yeah, said, Lade that's had, the first game. Connor Lade had a terrible game for uh, just personally last night, but he f- performed really well. Yeah, yeah, he looked really good. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm gonna put him in because I can always go down to Saad Abdul Salam or Amadou Dia if uh, Lade doesn't start. And I don't really think that any of them are that much worse than Ramos. Probably not quite the upside, but mm-hmm. definitely potential to score around the same. And I got rid of Razvan Kochis for, for two good players. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like Plato, though KC defensively at home worries me a little bit. That's the only reason I didn't really look at look his way. I mean we didn't even consider Javier Morales. In fact, that's the first time we've said his name the entire podcast. And I feel like if that's the case, then Plata might hesitate on the whole team. I'm not saying Morales just because I like people around him a lot better. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to put both of these on whatever I post for the podcast. So whoever is listening, you can go to the website and see the two lineups. Um, I'll probably enter both of them. Just well, Wait, this is... These are my article lineups this week, right? I don't have to do any work. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Um, no, I'll give you guys two fresh squads on Saturday. Mm, Tune in. Wow. Signing himself up for some more work. Always appreciate that. Um, I'm excited to see where how these go. Uh, my guess is, is that like six people won't start from both lineups and we'll scramble to, to fill yeah, the spots. That's but... how it always happens in MLS. Right, right. It's impossible to set a lineup two days before the uh, the contest and think that they're going to go as smoothly as you'd think. But yeah, it was an excellent week for me to use my wild card in fantasy MLS. Oof. Thanks a lot, NYCFC. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night, Skyler, uh, pretty sure he told us in direct messages, "I'm so glad I played my wild card." <laughs> I believe that was the exact phrase. And, I was then, actually and then literally 10 minutes later. <laughs> he said, see you next week. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought it might benefit me because I was going to try to lose Via and still ended up with him uh, just because I like his schedule moving forward. But, yeah, it was it was uh, definitely a bit, one of the biggest scrambles I've had all season. Mm-hmm. That was the bummer because NYCFC had probably one of the best FMLS schedules moving forward. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And then and I had Tommy Mack in my lineup for the first time all season. Yeah, I was really considering him too. So when he didn't start, that made my my choice easy. I was upset that I never had Matarita, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll make up for it with Allen, and then decided not to. And yeah, I wild when I wild carded. Uh, I guess it was three or four weeks ago. Um, I grabbed Matarita in anticipation of this week, mm-hmm. and then he didn't start the first game. And yeah. Uh, after this weekend, he's going to Copa America, so right. yeah. I just transferred him right out. Yeah, there was a thread on the fantasy Reddit, fantasy MLS subreddit about the you know somebody was like, "Is RJ Allen a starter?" And it's like, well, yes, but him and everyone's like, "Well, he's not starting today, so he's not." And it's like, not starting the Wednesday of a double game week doesn't signify that you're like not a starter. But wait, is he? He's not a starter. I think he does. I think he is now at a regular starter. Now, I don't know that you can really say that right back spot has a starter because it's Iriola, it's Ethan White, it's RJ it's, Allen. I think it's Allen until he gets hurt again, which will happen. But I think I mean that much pass better that with he him played there. to Villa was phenomenal. Yeah, I think it was also very lucky. So everyone freaking out about his passing ability. <laughs> Let let's calm down. Um, I think that pass will keep him in the lineup. <laughs> and he'll never make a pass anywhere close to that good again. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Iriola is that great, and I'm, and neither is White. So I feel like they may as well just keep playing Allen. Um, Our buddy Luis is going to have a bone to pick with you about that Iriola fire. <laughs> what do you mean? He loves Iriola. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, well. He's that's... a good player. He might just be a little past his prime. That's, yeah. Yeah, he's probably well, it's time MLS, for him to join so. the old men's league over well, he, 40. He thought he was, that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right, on that Iriola note, we're going to end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Guys, uh thanks for trying to agree on a lineup. Obviously, it didn't work after one pick, but uh <laughs> it was not, it was a nice idea while it lasted. And uh good luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck, guys. How about you let us know if you if you like this format better or not on Twitter? For sure. Hit us up. We're, uh, you can find JD at DFSMLS. You can find Skylar at DraftKicks, which uh, always comes up when I try to tweet at DraftKings. And you can find me at Rotowire Andrew. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. It's been fun. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off.
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.